This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us some men who know the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? Thank you for tuning in to Matter of Theology. Matter of Theology is a podcast production by Faithful Life Ministries where we address cult- cultural and church issues from a biblical standpoint. We seek to bring you biblical truths despite what the popular movements of the day teach or peer pressure. We are now on Patreon. So if you'd like to partner with us, head on over to patreon.com slash matter of theology and become a subscriber. We have a variety of plans for you. Now today we are going to be talking about the famous charlatan Todd Bentley. That's right. And it just seemed appropriate. It was very appropriate. I the agree. Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> well, uh, talk to us, Chris. Bring us back. Well, you know, Scripture does clearly affirm that. Uh, that what God wants for his children, for his church, is to be sanctified in truth. And how do we do that? John 17 says his word is the truth. Uh, he himself is the way, the truth, and the life, Christ. And uh, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And uh, the Bible all the time is lets us know and affirms that the enemy himself is a liar. He's the father of lies, as he's called in John 8. Um, his nature is to lie and deceive, which is why those who lie and deceive uh, are can be said that they have the character of Satan. Um, ouch. Uh, wow. And um, yeah. And so so in anybody who's a false teacher or a false preacher or uh, th- they have been and continue to be the bane of the church, as John MacArthur would say, uh, and will continue to be, um, you know, the enemy, cont- his whole goal is to twist the truth. Right. It was it was in the garden in Genesis that we find, he said, hath God said uh, his his deceit, Lord Eve and Adam to distrust God and sin entered the world. And hello, we all struggle and deal with that. So false teaching about God, about Christ, about his word uh, is, is, is something that we see is, is a relentless work. And there are charlatans and false teachers out there who, who their whole goal, because the enemy's whole goal is to pervert and corrupt uh, the, the sanctifying truth found in scripture. Uh, and we see that in so many ways today. Um, we, and, and it's happened all throughout the history of the church. Um, I mean, I, I, we could go through lists of uh, everything from universalism to homosexuality and abortion. Um, uh, and and all of that ungodly teaching is corrupting the church. I mean, we're still, look at how the critical race theory and intersectionality is crept in. Um, and, and so, so scripture is clear. I say all of that to say that scripture is very, very clear uh, that, uh, you know, in Second Peter, uh, which which we're going to read a little bit later, um, but there are false prophets who will come in. And Paul, he warned the Ephesians elders in uh, Ephesian elders in Acts 20. He said, be on guard for yourselves and for the flock among uh, which 
the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the, the shepherd of the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Um, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Um, and from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things and will draw away the disciples after them. And that's why we're commanded in scripture to test everything. We are also commanded in scripture to call out those savage wolves, to, uh, to rebuke them publicly. Um, and so what we're going to, and who we're going to talk about, uh, in this episode of matter of theology is someone who is a false teacher. Uh, and as everyone's going to see very, very quickly was never qualified, um, uh, to, to, to be any sort of teacher in any sort of ministry. And so we're called to, to, to warn, uh, each other. We're called to 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 be to, when the Lord gives us that discernment to warn one another with compassion and love. But we stand firm. Um, if we're going to be meek, it's 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 when in meekness is not defending ourselves, but standing up for the truth. Uh, and so and so that that's that's the goal. So um, as we're talking about this tonight, uh, there are going to be n- numerous things to keep in mind. But that's that that's one of them is that God cares about his truth. God cares about our character. God cares about the character of those who would stand up and call themselves pastor shepherds uh, who would wield any sort of gift of the spirit. So, mm. Yeah, that's right. So a news article from Christianity Today dated January 3rd, 2020. The headline reads this, Todd Bentley investigation finds steady pattern of immoral conduct. Now, this article was written by uh, a man named Bob Smetana, and he says in it that Bentley is no longer fit for ministry. Well, if you know anything about Todd Bentley, that's a complete shocker to you, right? Uh, But the real question is, and Chris already touched on it, is was Bentley ever really qualified Now, if you're unfamiliar with what's been going on uh, in the past year, an investigation has been going on with different charismatic leaders, I would say, uh, an investigation panel of that Michael Brown got together based upon allegations that were made of sexual misconduct of Todd Bentley, and some of them uh, dating all the way back to 2004. So... Uh, that which, which back to 2004, that's before Todd Bentley even came on the scene. Uh, cause he got, he didn't get famous until 2008 until at the Lakeland revival. So this goes back even, even before that. Uh, but this investigation started and they came to the conclusion that he is, is not fit to serve, uh, in any form of leadership. The, now, the, the real thing that gets me is in this report, it says uh, at this time or until further, uh, you, you know, where he is. He's not demonstra- fit t- today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not fit today. Yeah. We, we, but, we recognize that he's been gifted and, and yeah. Yeah, but uh, until he shows a pattern of, of continual repentance and, and, and whatnot, and I'm going, uh, no, because – if you go all the way back to Lakeland, 2008, Lakeland Revival, quote-unquote revival, the whole time they're saying this is some godly man, right, doing all these signs and wonders, the whole time he was cheating on his wife. The whole time he was showing up drunk. Now, this alone, let's just say the, the adultery, cheating on your wife. You're you're done. You're disqualified from ministry. Well, and and, and backing up just a little bit, let, let, let's say let, let us say this: you can uh, view all of this like th- this isn't just stuff that's come out um, that's hearsay. Um, right. Like the, these are verifiable via video, um, and and yes, that I mean that there was this independent investigation that was done uh, the last half of last year. Um, but this isn't just, isn't just hearsay, and I'm going to say this too: this isn't just someone who uh, would be qualified as a quote unquote immature believer. Um, th- th- this is someone who is touting uh, that he's been given the gifts of the Spirit uh, from a charismatic, uh, heretical standpoint. Um, and supposedly doing the very works of God um, while all this is going on. So go, go ahead. Well, well, and that's the main reason for this too, is again, like, and I think 
I think we talked about it a little bit on the last step too. We aren't we aren't we aren't attempting to be pulpit and pen heresy hunters. No. Here, right. Our intention is not to be going around picking apart everyone's theology to get to the point where we can call them a heretic and then we can talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> right. That is not what we're trying to do here. Right. This this is a cut and dry. This individual has and is currently and unless he repents and believes in the true gospel, going to be damaging the church mm-hmm. in a very, very real way. Yes. Right. And he has made statements and done things that need to be called out in accordance to what Chris was talking about, like we are called mm-hmm. to do in Scripture. So that's the reason for this. It's not just that we disagree a little bit with what he says, so let's let's put him on blast. It's like, no, 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 this is we want every time we do this every time we talk about something and we either use the word heresy or heretic or you know talk about them in this way on this podcast it's going to be and our and our goal is that it it is an essential issue mm-hmm. correct right you're yeah. not going to you're not going to see us engaging at least and at least as long as I'm on the podcast, I think I can talk. I think I can speak to you, uh, for you guys as well. Yeah. You're not going to see us engaging in this way on secondary issues. Now right. we may no. talk about secondary issues. We may debate it. We may laugh about it. We may joke about it. But if but mm-hmm. this is a different this is a different level yes. here that is right. reserved for yeah. essential issues having to do mm-hmm. with the purity of the gospel. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, and I'll go. I mean, I'll go so far as to say that. Uh, even even from a deeper standpoint, this the, the, this uh, this is a salva- a salvific issue for Todd Mintley. The, oh, yeah, the, this yeah. is an issue of not not is he you know uh, no he's not qualified uh, to to be uh, a, a leader in Christ Church based on his actions. Uh, I would go so far as to say that not only and I would agree with Chris Rosenbro uh, from Rosenberg Rosenbro Rosenberg uh, Rosebro. Rosebro, sorry, bud, if you ever hear this, uh, from uh, Pirate Christian Radio, fighting for the faith. When when he says, you know, th- this is this is only half the problem. Uh, it's a big problem, uh, yeah. but it's only half the problem. I mean, he has shown that he is in no way uh, a workman or a craftsman able to rightly divide the word of truth uh, as well. Um, but constant deflection, no no visible repentance at all. Uh, and, and so, I would agree that this is a this is a salvation issue for him. He well, needs to and, repent and, and, and in the gospel, period. Yes, yes, agreed one hundred percent. And and you know what? It's not just that he has erred in his theology and he's going astray. It's that he has blatantly and obviously and verifiably, verifiably taken the gospel and the truths of scriptures and exploited them for financial gain and influence. And that's more verifiable than the miracles he said. That's to perform. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So so that. That's the problem that I have, right? If we're dealing with somebody that just has really just crappy theology, okay, we're going to deal with that on a separate issue. This is somebody who is, I believe, intentionally using the gospel for well, influence and to gain yes. financial uh, monetary gain. And that's 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 a whole nother level. <laughs> Let's just yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Well, and when you when you look at at, at Todd Bentley's ex- exploits and and this is always good for, you know, for us to examine our own selves in this way as well. Uh, but you go to Second Timothy chapter three um, and Paul says this, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malice, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal haters of good, treacherous, Mm -hmm. reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, Avoid such men as these, for among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women, weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And you look at some of the some of the accusations within the last year, two thousand nineteen, yeah. like verse um, verse six. Uh, and and what he's been caught doing with 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 uh, someone who was coming to a crusade, that that spells it out to the T, mm-hmm. um, to to a T. Uh, I mean, wow. Uh, yeah, and 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 that firmly puts him into the camp 
of someone that Paul would call out in the church. Correct. Right. And we're not on the level of Paul, of course, but if nobody's doing it, somebody has to say something. <laughs> well, and it, I, you know, and I, I isn't I it feel, bad though that I mean, we've said this, isn't it bad when, uh, when other, yes, <laughs> when, other, yes. when you're called a heretic by, by heretics. Heretic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is the heretic of heretics, right? Paul, Paul, Paul was a Jew of Jews, right? <laughs> Todd Bentley is a heretic of heretics. Even heretics are saying he's a heretic. That's when you know that you've, uh, you have j- officially jumped the heretical shark. Mm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Todd Bentley, he, he was kind of thrown into the limelight. Right. I mean, he was put on a pedestal very early on in his quote, quote unquote ministry without even being vetted to see if he measured up to the qualifications of someone like that. Now, what are the qualifications? Where do we find those qualifications? First Timothy Titus, and Titus. Are, yep. First Timothy and Titus. You have the qualifications of a pastor and elder. Mm-hmm. Now, these, it's almost as though these would be important, right? If you're going to have almost, someone, <laughs> if you're going to have someone who's, who's it's proclaiming all, the truth. It's almost right? as though. <laughs> it's almost as though we should be using these as our barometer. Right. It's, it's like, what? you go, you know what? I'm going to put this guy on stage, but it's like. God kind of foresaw this and was like, well, let's give some stipulations. Does right. he meet these requirements? You know, and let's just go through, uh, Chris, I'll let you do, uh, Timothy, since you're so engulfed in Timothy and I'll read the qualifications in Titus. And so, then I get to answer whether or not he meets those. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll start in Titus. I'll start in Titus. Uh, chapter one, verse five, for this reason, I left you in Crete. He's talking, Paul is talking to Titus that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife, having children who believe not accused of, uh, dissipation or rebellion, For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, not pugnacious, not found of sordid gain, but hospitable, (laughs) loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, self-controlled, holding fast to the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching so that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict it. Mm. Does... Oops. I mean, I mean, he's close and by close, I mean, <laughs> not at all, <laughs> not, not even on the page. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if you mean close as in, he kind of resides, a few books over in Second Peter. Close, <laughs> as in close, I mean the only qualification he meets to be a pastor and elder is that he's a man. <laughs> physically, that's yes. It. Physically. physically, yes. Uh, that's that is that's the extent of his. Uh, of his he he fits the qualifications of Second uh, Timothy three. That I just read. <clears throat> but and, guys. And Second Peter, is it Second Peter 2? Second Peter 2, yeah, starting to worse. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he, he fits those qualifications for sure. We, we all wish we had his beard, though. His beard is on point. Can I just, like, game respects game? That guy's beard is massive. Now, let me tell you this. When all of this investigation started going, well, when it became public. I kind of feel like he ignored ago, the beard comment. No, I'm about to address that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I thought he did. Oh, I know. I'm like, I know okay. It's like, oh, just me. So, okay. So when this came out, when it became yeah. public, he said he was stepping stepping away from ministry for a time. Okay. And the the reason he said he was stepping away is so he could pray, he could spend time with family, he could heal. But also, he has a beard care company. 
He has beard, he sells beard care products. What? And he was going to focus on that. Now I'm looking this up right now. Now, fast forward to December from from six months before that, he has decided that in 2020 he's going to open up another school of ministry mm. of supernatural ministry. <sighs> so much for stepping away. Oh my gosh, he does magnificent man beard oils. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I know what I'm getting, Chris, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will send you a video of me setting it on fire. <laughs> yes, light it on fire. Uh, Dude, no, you know what? You could probably <laughs> no. Look, you could do this, Chris. You could get that and then send Todd a testimony of how it filled in the the lacking areas <laughs> my, my, of your yeah, beard. Yeah, yeah, like right there. <laughs> so <laughs> it healed my beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Uh, that would be that would be the only verifiable I'm miracle. I'm sorry, guys. The fact that he has a beard care like just made my day. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But okay, let's bring it back. Bring it back to to seriousness. Hashtag real These, talk. Hashtag real talk. For sure. That, that's trademarked. That is trademarked. <laughs> so do we owe you money now? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes, you do. Or or some beard or some beard oil. Yeah. From okay. marvelous man. So what we're getting at is there are clear stipulations, a clear standard set forth in Scripture as to who is to be uh, out in front of the church in leadership speaking on behalf of God. Yes, very clear. Very clear. And we haven't even even gotten into Timothy yet. Right. Right. But there are now for for those of you that don't know, young men who may be coming in desiring to do ministry. First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus. These are what's what's known as the pastoral epistles. Okay, these are these are letters written to pastors of Paul's encouragement and guidance as to what to do. Uh, It is very important that those of us who are in ministry study and know these letters. Yes. They are going to be a guide for us. Yeah. Uh, but but we must make sure that if we are to step out in front of people, lead them, guide them, teach them, that we meet these qualifications. Now, we, we will never meet them perfectly no. because we are sinners. Correct. But that is why that that's why in, in this letter to Titus, Paul tells Titus to to uh, to uh, seek out and appoint elders multiple, mm-hmm. so that you can have accountability. Yeah, and that's what every person needs is accountability. Well, because what you find elsewhere in Scripture is Scripture says that those elders are they, they are responsible and will be held responsible and accountable for your soul, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons that it's important to get plugged into a local church mm-hmm. yes. um, and, and submit to the authority and the leadership of your elders because they are the ones who are doing life with you. They are they are there physically with you. Um, I mean, J- James talks about the elders when when someone is sick. I mean. Uh, uh, and again, we're not going to get into the true context of this, but it's 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 not charismania, it's not chaos. It's but if somebody's sick, that the elders to, are to gather around them, anoint them with oil, and pray for them. You know that that that's an example of what the elders are supposed to be, and uh, for all of us, um, and, and we live in a day and age with in 2020. The technology, and we've talked about it a ton, right? You know, Josh is sitting there all the way across the country from us. Uh, he's he's in the state of Washington. We are in Georgia, but we're here. We are able to do this, the three of us together. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know, stuff like listening to podcasts, listening to sermons from other pastors is never meant to replace the means of grace in your local church. No. But but the, the 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 problem, or not the problem, but but what I'm getting at is this: is um, technology and I mean, information flies so, so quickly. 
all over the place. Um, and then you have men like this, like, like Todd Bentley and this, this, this group of um, charlatans that came together to say that, that, I mean, they anointed him as an apostle, capital mm-hmm. a office of apostle. Yeah. Um, and obviously, obviously did not examine his life to make sure that it, it lines up with what you see in Titus one and first Timothy three. Um, I mean, and you would have so, thought I mean, with I mean, some of the or, gifts that they claim to have that they would have foreseen this. I go back to my previous statement, and I got this from from John MacArthur, who said, if God is going to, if God was going to give the apostolic gifts to anyone today, it is not going to be to people who, number one, uh, are, are not aiming for holy living, and then number two, those who have terrible heretical theology. So, yeah, Josh, what were you going to say, man? I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Oh no, 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 no! I was just going to say that that yeah, either either they they didn't look at his life to actually see whether or not he meet he met the qualities, or they did, and they just have a really horrible understanding of what meeting those qual those qualifications means. Well, I, I guess I guess in number one, it, it depends on which interpret which uh, um, uh what am I trying to say. Um, which Bible translation, translation you're using? You. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. if it's if it's they, if it's ESV or NAS, it's it's pretty stinking clear. It's pretty stinking clear. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what the Passion translation yeah. says. I don't want to know what the Passion translation says. I don't want to know what the Message says because, in my opinion, those aren't scripture. Um, the Message is a paraphrase, Chris. <laughs> it's not even the Bible. It's just meant to lift your spirits. It's meant to lift your spirits <laughs> when other spirits won't do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, we have here again. I think I think we're going to keep saying this through the podcast. I mean, it's a pretty cut and dry. No, he is not qualified. You look at any type. You look at any scripture that at all talks about the qualifications of an elder or pastor. There, those terms are used synonymously. Todd Bentley doesn't meet it. And the people that are bringing he and he never has he never has met it right I mean you, you whether you read in the the Christianity Today or the Christian Post or whatever I mean all the things that he that he himself admitted to doing disqualify him from ministry right sending inappropriate texts photos videos adultery the abuse that he's mm. shown multiple people in his congregation both physical. And emotional and spiritual, mm-hmm. all of that disqualifies him 100% from ministry. Yeah. And the and question you haven't even gotten into the blaspheming of God's name, the oh. uh, bear, bearing false witness, the lies, all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's 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 so far across the line. Well, so 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 for those, you know, go, Drew, going back to what you were saying about, uh, you know, for for the young men who feel the call into ministry, you know, the reason that that, that they're they're t- if if you had to split it up to two things, it's the moral character, so that you're able to emulate lo- their life. You know, Paul told the Corinthians, "Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ." Um, uh, but but then you know, yeah, let, let, let's move into that next section here, uh, which is just as important: the ability to teach. You know the, the the importance of the importance of sound teaching, the importance of um, sound doctrine, and so I'm going to yes, because I have been ensconced uh, in Second Timothy uh, because of uh, I'm I'm doing this expository workshop at G3, um, you know, but Second Timothy two. Paul is, 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 is remember second Timothy two is written from it's Paul's last will and Testament to his son in the faith, Timothy, who has been appointed as pastor at the church of Ephesus among a plurality of elders. Timothy is in probably in his mid thirties. This is written around AD 66, just a few years before Nero torched Rome, tried to blame it on the Christians. Paul's in jail. I mean, it is a hard time to be a Christian at this moment. And so Paul starts out, he's reminding Timothy, he, he's, he's the only, the only commendation Paul gives him is in the first part of it, when he's saying that, you know, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I'm mindful of that. But then the rest of it is an exhortation and an admonishment to Timothy who was starting to wane. And he was starting to, you know, Paul was, Paul was thinking about it from two points of view. Number one, he saw what was going on around him, discernment, what he was seeing, what he was experiencing, what he had experienced. 
and then what he saw coming and because he knew Timothy. So here in chapter two, that's just a, just a 30,000 foot kind of overview of second Timothy. So here in chapter two, he says, he starts out saying, remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God, not to wrangle about words, which are useless, that leads to the ruin of the hearers, but to be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And so, so what, what he's encouraging Timothy to do there is to be diligent, present yourself as a craftsman. Okay. That's what, if you, if, if anybody called into ministry, who's called to teach or preach, this is a, a responsibility that you have is to be a craftsman, a workman, uh, accurately able to write and rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and Todd Bentley has shown through and through, and I wish we could play some clips for uh, people to hear, but where, I mean, just butchers scripture. I mean, absolutely butcher scripture. He is in the camp of people who believes that you can't experience salvation without gifts, miracles, signs, and wonders. Uh, that he, he keep, there was one clip I listened to where he, all he's talking about the testimony of Jesus, the testimony of faith and the testimony of Jesus is healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. And he's ripping co- tri- scripture out of context. Well, I mean, so. he, oh yeah. I mean, and he's, he's claimed to be the, the distributor of, of healings, raising people from the dead. And he always uses the same line, which is just verifiable, undeniable truths of raising people from the dead. And it's just like, who's verifying? Thousands upon thousands. Right. Thousands and thousands of people being raised from the dead by our ministry teams. I'm like, Dateline not said, one. Dateline, Dateline did an investigation and, 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 and blew the whistle on this. And they said, give us three, give us three names. Hmm. Three verifiable names out right. of the and thousands it's not, that you claim. It's not hard. Give us three names who were dead, verifiably signed off by the doctor in the morgue, and boom, they're alive now. So back in 2017, uh, Todd Bentley was doing these crusade things. And you can check Fighting for the Faith. Chris Roseborough, he did a whole series uh, or a whole thing on it where he uh, kind of broke it down. Uh, he went into detail. But what happened is someone claimed to that, that their brother arrived at a hospital in Houston dead on arrival and that they remembered that Todd Bentley was in town. And so they live streamed his message and then their brother miraculously rose from the dead. Now, the problem with this is that anytime at a hospital, someone arrives dead, right? They're dead on arrival. There's documentation that has to take place. A, a doctor has to sign off a death certificate that says they were dead. And then once they rise from the dead, the doctor then has to take that official document and undo it. And can you imagine, I mean, seriously, it's one of those things that just let's let, let's use some common sense for a second. Okay. Let's actually use some discernment and just go, if this actually happened, why on earth wouldn't you, number one, want the world to know about it and be able to verify it? And then wouldn't, wouldn't it, the way that information, I mean, news agencies can't get away with anything anymore. Thanks to fake news, fake news. So, so, sorry. Um, and, and, and my point is this. So just recently, right. There was this whole thing with Iran and, uh, and Iran supposedly, I mean, not supposedly, I mean, they did, they launched missiles against a base and, uh, where us troops were stationed. And, but at first, News agencies and organizations were 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 posting these pictures of these far off shots with a telephoto lens of fires and explosions and the base is on fire. People are burning. And then and then thankfully, there are people out there who are smart, have discernment and go, wait a second. That was from Gaza in 2017. That's not real. Stop. Stop touting this this misinformation. So with something like this. 
the way that information flies all over the place so quickly, this would be everywhere like that. Verifiable and oh my goodness, if it's done in the name of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit according to the word of God, then wow, right? But that's like my my point. I think it was in Africa like last year. There was someone who was trying to make a public spectacle and say, "Oh, see, someone rose from the dead." The only problem is the guy you who's see pretending, him breathing. You, the guy pretending to be <laughs> dead. You could see him breathing. I mean, it wasn't even close. But it's it's why on earth do people continue to fall for this stuff? Um, and 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 here here's why. Here's why. Second Timothy. Again, you I'm know, sorry for the second. You know Timothy there are other books not in the really Bible. The word of God. First Don't... and Second Timothy, right? You're you're aware yes, of this. Yes, I do. I do, and I have. Some... <laughs> I am, but for me right now, the, it, it's it's central around Second Timothy because it's like preparing for four sermons in <laughs> in one sitting. So Second Timothy four, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus who is judge of the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom. So I want to pause there for a second. That, that, that right there is weighty in the presence of God and Christ, two members of the Trinity, the creator of the universe. I charge you in their presence, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. And here's why people keep falling for this crap for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Notice there, turn away their ears from the truth. Paul earlier in Timothy told Timothy, retain the sound words which you heard from me. So one half of this is we emulate those men who are pastors and leaders and elders and shepherds, right? That their lives should be lives that we could look at and imitate. Their preaching also, their preaching, if they're preaching sound doctrine, sound words, we don't need to turn our ears away from those men. We, We need to listen to what they say. Because if they are truly called of God, equipped by God to rightly divide the word of truth, that, that, that is going to bring nothing but blessing and salvation and sanctification to those who are already in Christ. I don't want to be one who wants tickling ears. You know, wants, wants a teacher. I, I don't want to go find, me personally, I don't want to go find a teacher and a pastor and a shepherd and an elder who is just going to preach the word according to what Chris wants. That's not the way it works. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, it cuts through bone and marrow. It's living and active. So I want somebody who is going to preach the word and, and through that is going to convict me of sin. Um, and not, 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 not somebody who, ooh, that sounds fun. Ooh, I like that. So I, I, don't, I don't like that. Well, so I'm not, not going to listen to that. It's important to realize too that the exact same barometer that we are using to define whether someone is or is not qualified as an elder right it's scripture that's what we're using it's the same tool that we're using to define and come against false teachers like look at the application right scripture is sufficient it is our authority and because of that everything that we look at all the decisions that we make, how we make those decisions and how we look into society and look into the Christian the Christian sphere right now and make these judgment calls is through scripture. It's not our opinion. It's not how we feel. It's what does the Bible say, right? And the problem mm. with people like Todd Bentley is that That's they right. put so much more emphasis on how they feel, what they want, and very little emphasis at all on scripture. If any time they're using scripture, it's to support their own desires right it's ripped out of context it's usually ripped out of context and and applied to to whatever they're teaching right which is usually not in accordance with the word of god now now when we uh if you were to go onto todd bentley's facebook page what you would find is you would find an interview that he did with a man named michael ficus and and we're not going to go into that because we don't have time 
But if you were to watch this interview, Mm. what you would see is that Todd Bentley is now playing the victim. He is now playing. Well, I mean, that's that's what happens when you don't have scriptural proof to back up what you're doing. Especially in 2020, the best way to get people off your back is to play the victim. That's how you do it, right? Because he doesn't have any actual truth or any actual substantial facts to back up what he says. In fact, all the substantial truth and facts are the things that are against him. He can't he can't refute it, right? Yeah. 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 That's right. Now he keeps saying he has he's got all this like, evidence or whatever, but out. he hasn't put any of it forward. Put it out. Really, because he doesn't have yeah, release it. Go ahead. I mean, what's what's it gonna do? The the investigation's already done, the report's already out. It, it, all it would do is vindicate you, but you don't have it. Well, he, according to him, and th- these are his words, that he's conducted his own independent yeah. internal investigation, yeah, which is because, an oxymoron yeah, in and of itself. He's, yeah, he's no, there's not. I mean, there's not <laughs> just his past track record of adulterous relationships and abuse doesn't put a lot of confidence in me for his internal investigation conducted by himself. Yeah. That's right. Now, I, I want to wrap up by uh, speaking directly to young men who desire to be in full-time ministry uh, because I have talked to people in the past who have mentioned Todd Bentley and they have wanted to be just like him. Um, I got sent some kind of uh, a watch party thing uh, like before watch parties were actually a thing, but it was uh someone, you know, Hey, watch this, you know, this really inspired me and blah, blah, blah. And it was some guy talking about how he received an anointing from Todd Bentley to do whatever it is he's doing. And he, this other guy wanted to be like that. And immediately I'm speaking into this saying, no, Todd Bentley is false. He's a charlatan. You need to not model yourself after that man. Um, and of course that was not met very well. Uh, me and that person are actually no longer friends. Uh, because they blocked me on everything because I was giving them truth. But young men who desire the ministry, first of all, you have desired a noble task. Okay. It's weighty. It's difficult, but it is noble nonetheless. Uh, But there are some things that I would advise you to do. The first is absolutely saturate yourself with scripture. Let it be your foundation. Let it be what you run to. Let it be what you cling to. Know the word of God. The second thing I would say that you do is set apart some men for you to model your life after. Look at how they live their lives, right? This goes back to that moral standard we were talking about. Look at how they live their lives, both in the church, both outside the church. Look at how they treat their family. Look at how they raise their kids. Model yourself after that. The next thing. Listen to as much preaching as you can. Amen. And there's a reason for that, especially young men who want to be preachers and pastors. When you listen to preaching, good preaching, the first thing it's going to do is it's going to feed your soul. It's going to feed your spirit. Now, listen to several different preachers. What it's also going to do is it's going to teach you how to recognize good preaching and how to recognize bad preaching. It's going to teach you how to exposit a text. Listen to them with your Bible open. Yeah, Chris. Oh. No, finish that thought. I have something to say after. I just, I just want, just was putting my hand okay. up. Just, yeah, yeah, keep going. Finish your thought. There. Listen to them with your Bible open. Follow along and pay attention to how they. Uh, pull the text out, how they explain it, how they exposit it, how they bring about the application. Listen to how they use words. Mm. Listen to how they use uh, their their life stories. If they're, if they're if they're there's a story in there. Listen to even how they use jokes and humor. All these things can be beneficial. Now don't don't steal from them, but learn from them. Chris, what yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say is, and that point right there, and I agree wholeheartedly, that point right there the, where you started uh, is crucial. 
saturate yourself in the word. I mean, hide God's word in your heart, your mind, your being, that you may not sin against him. That is first and foremost. You saturate yourself with the word. You're obedient with the word. Thomas Watson says that our obedience is a great commentary on the Bible. But that makes num- the point number one. Also, you're using that in point number two. You listen to as much preaching as you can. But scripture says, First John says, test the spirits. Thessalonians says, test everything. Uh, we, we, we hear about the Bereans. They were noble people because they, they held to scripture. They tested all things. Um, j- just because, uh, just because someone calls themselves a pastor and, or a, even a Christian doesn't mean necessarily that they are and that they are truly qualified, whether it be from a moral standpoint, uh, or from the ability to teach standpoint. So I agree Absolutely. Saturate yourself uh, in scripture. Saturate yourself uh, with with preaching uh, from 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 preachers across the board. Yes, there are going to be those men that you hear and you're like, man, man, I love that. That that is that is truth. Number one, I've verified that that is truth. And that's speaking to my heart. And you if you feel called into the ministry, there are going to be ways that you emulate them. That's fine. Now, don't don't commit copyright infringement. Don't steal their stuff. Um, And if you're going to quote them, quote them. And yeah. give them credit for that. And that's okay with doing that. So, um, but, but I just, yeah, I just wanted to say that because one of the, one of the reasons that when you look at bank tellers, bank tellers don't study uh, fraudulent money to recognize fraudulent money. They study the real thing mm-hmm. so that when they see that, that bill that's phony, that's a fake, they're able to, 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 to call that out. And that's called discernment. Yeah. And, and we are we are as believers, we are told to pray for wisdom and discernment. And if you mm-hmm. lack it, pray for it, seek it, find it. So, yeah, good. Yeah. And uh, when you're listening to these other preachers and you're you're learning how to exposit text, you're paying attention to what they're doing. Listen to different preachers preach the same text because mm-hmm. you're going to notice also. One preacher may highlight certain things about a text. Another preacher may highlight other things. Figure out why they're highlighting certain things and how that also leads into the application that they're using. Okay, because one Correct. thing that's that, that's that's really crazy about this is that if there is exactly one meaning to a text, right? There's only one interpretation. Well, then guess what? Every every preacher is mimicking every other preacher because by preaching the same text. Because there's one central theme. Now, it can be applied different ways, but there's one central interpretation and there's one central theme. Okay? So now, it is okay to mimic yourself, your life, after other godly men. And I would highly encourage you do. Because there's many men who don't have a lot of godly influences in their life. Sure. Pick out some godly men mimic your life after them so that you learn how to be a godly man. You can grow into a godly man and you can raise a godly family. If more young men would mimic their lives after other godly men, then from a preacher standpoint, we would have more qualified preachers like Vody, Ferguson, John Snyder, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur, we would have more qualified preachers like these men than disqualified or unqualified preachers like Stephen Furtick, James McDonald, Mark Driscoll, Todd Bentley. And that's what I have to say about that. Well, and, and uh, I'll, I'll add one thing to that, Josh, and then, uh, and then uh, I'll say this. Above all else, guard your heart. Yes. Guard your heart. Mm. And, um, and I will encourage you, uh, with this as well. Um, now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified useful to the master prepared for every good work. Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those 
who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So I would encourage you with that too. And uh, yeah. All of that's going to do you no good if you are prideful. No modeling yourself after people, no listening to preachers. You can have the perfect theology. If you are wanting to go into the ministry and be a successful minister of the gospel, you have to first and foremost be humble as Christ was humble. Because Mm -hmm. you can preach the best sermon, and if you're prideful, it's not going to do any good. You can be the best counselor, and if you're prideful, your ministry is going to suffer. There is nothing on this planet that will disqualify you faster for ministry than your than your own pride. Mm. So young men, yeah. old men, anyone who's listening to this, like this isn't just this isn't just people going into the pastor. I know that's the context that we're talking about, but just Christian life in general. You humility needs to be the the binding agent of all of that if it's going to work mm. and all of these preachers that drew yeah. just listed off mcdonald and driscoll and furtick and todd bentley and all of them the roots of these problems is their pride it's their desire to be bigger than the jesus that they are supposed mm. to be preaching And that is what the root problem of all sin and all disqualifications of pastors and ministry, that is what it is. If you want to be successful and effective in your ministering of the gospel and you want to help people and show them Jesus, focus first on your humility. And the theology and all that, that's going to come. And that's a process that's going to be there the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But you get the humility down now that mm. you are nothing special. You aren't this great, mm. this, 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 mm. this great orator of the word of God that God is just so blessed to have you. We are only that's humble right. and sickly beggars showing other beggars where to find bread. That is who we are as pastors and as mm. ministry leaders. We have to keep that mentality that we are nothing and Christ is everything. That's how you be effective. Amen. We would like to thank you for tuning in uh, to hear us talk about not only Todd Bentley, but also qualifications of leadership in ministry uh, and some practical advice uh, from us for men aspiring to ministry. And listen to our next Between the Matters, where Josh talks about an online interaction he had with Todd Bentley. Whoa! Yeah, that's right. But you're going to have to listen to Between the Matters for that. Sorry. Oh, man. I love it. Well, we're going to get out of here. If you'd like to support us, head on over to Patreon. Become a Patreon. Become a subscriber. Help us out, bro. Please do. Please do. Bye. Later. Later.